You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. We got another episode with one of our Haugen family team members. I'm really excited about this one because I've known Gage for a while. We've actually been to school together. We went to school together. Yeah. Um, but uh, Gage, welcome to the show. Thank you. Mr. Gage Picard. Thank you. The Gage Picard. The, the Gage. one and only Gage Picard. The Gage the, Captain The biggest, Picard. most jacked mother. The crazy thing is, is like you and I competed in the same bodybuilding show and we just found that out like yesterday while we were driving yeah. around. Yeah, we didn't even know, man. 2018, the, the Utah Cup. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was Flex that, was our guest poser. Yep, yep. Flex, yeah, you Lewis. thrived, I died. You know, it's okay. <laughs> but you know, we live and we learn. I'm still dealing with crap with it. But man, I'm really excited about this episode because I, I just want to say, dude, from from you know the stories that I've heard from you, you know, kind of your craziness with what's happened. We can get into a little bit. Um, but just from seeing you from a year ago, about about a year ago, you've, yeah. you've been working for us for about a year. Um, did you come so far? Thank I think you. it's been really really cool to see. Um, and like your mindset and everything is just, dude, you're freaking like, you're just like so much fun to be around. I just like freaking awesome. So thank you. I just kind of want to get into your story, man. Let's just jam out on your story. You've had a pretty wild little <laughs> ride. Um, but let's get into it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'd say maybe just start the story as far as uh, legacy RV. Cause crazy. Uh, Part of that was just nuts. But I mean, you've had odds and ends jobs, bouncer at some clubs, like yep. you've done, you've driven a C- uh, truck for CDL for your dad. Like yep. you've done, like one thing I, I, I mentioned yesterday while driving the car, I'm like how many jobs have you had, dude? <laughs> like you, you, but like that's, like I love that because like, you know, when you see that like for 10 years, it's like one thing, but like you just hustle, dude. Like you yep. just, you found an opportunity, you hustled. You saw an opportunity, you hustled. You saw an opportunity, you hustled. You're helping family, you're helping your dad, you're doing things like you're, I know your family means the world to you, so you're never gonna let them down. So you're gonna do the different things and just that hustle mentality is very rare because most people would just be okay with being okay. Yeah. And it, it seems like from a very early on age that you've never were okay just being okay. Yeah, man. It, well, and I'll, I'll be honest, I got two two big motivators for that. Actually, I'll say three. Um, my dad is one of them because um, pretty successful businessman himself, you know. Um, when we were little, Literally, my mom would drive to the Albertsons in Kaysville, which is now Vasa. Um, oh, that's and crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how much has changed? Kaysville on a whole has changed so much. Yeah. Um, but and the people in Albertsons, my mom was like a super, um, super talkative lady. You know, we'd be in the grocery store and she'd be stop talk to the lady in the produce department or the butcher, whatever. But she became so close with these people that they would set out the food that they were going to throw in the dumpster. It would all be in a pile next to the dumpster for us um, because we were struggling growing up. You know what I mean? Uh, my dad wow. was had started his own business that, that was this trucking business and water treatment business. And the first year between him and his four business partners, um, they split 100000 you know, and I have four sisters and one brother, so right. $25,000 for the whole year of income right. for, for that whole household. Um, my mom was very resourceful, but she was also very loving. She's like total hippie, 
you know what I mean? Love so, um, my, my dad's a big inspiration on that though, because, um, it's kind of been this mentality that, um, if you're not working at his business, probably not going to be successful. You know what I mean? And, and I understand it because he's worked his ass off building this, you know, successful company that, um, revenues millions of dollars a year. And so he loves that business. That business is his child. And, um, I can see why, you know, he's as passionate about it as he is. So it's a little bit of, uh, a, a motivation for me that I want to show him that, Hey, you know, I can make ends meet. I can support my family and take care of them without working at your business, you know, and that might make me kind of come off as a snobby brat because I'm not working at the company that my dad worked his ass off building. But the truth is, man, it's, um, it's just not for me. You know right. what I mean? I, I could go into depth on that, but, um, it's just not. Another motivation is I've got a smoking hot fiance, uh, <laughs> you right. know, so it's, um, which I've known her, I think, I don't know how long I've known your fiance, but I, we were, she was, she was little. Yeah. Cause yeah. we went, I mean, we all went to school together. Yeah. That, that, and that was the thing about LCA is a very small school. So, um, everybody knew everybody and most people had been there from like, what, what age did you start going to LCA? Dude, I think, uh, like four. Yeah. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Four years old. There. Yeah. See, and, and jazz started there at a fairly young age too. And her dad taught church classes there and her mom or her, uh, stepmom had her been, stepmom a, was my teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she, she'd been a teacher for 20 years there. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, it's a very close community. So she's a huge motivation for me too. Um, not just cause she's, you know, as beautiful as she is, but, um, she's always supported me, man. You know what I mean? Um, get off one job. <clears throat> like when I had first started at Legacy, for example, I guess, um, I was still bouncing in Salt Lake. So I'd get off work at Legacy at seven o'clock and then go bounce at the club until 3 a.m. and then drive home, you know, get home at three, four o'clock and then wake up at seven and come back down to Legacy. And right. it was something that she supported. Like she understood that, hey, I you know, I can't be home. I, as much as I wish I could just sit there with you and Ellie, you know, and soak up like an hour or two of family time before we go to bed. There was so many times that I would come home at 4 a.m. Oh, man. <laughs> nah, man. I didn't think I was going to cry, man. Um, but she'd just be sitting on the couch, you know, um, and uh, yeah, man, it like she is a huge, huge support for me. I love that. So, and I then my last, um, my last motivation obviously is my daughter. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I had a kid at a really young age, and it's I don't think that because of our choice to have a child at a young age should you know cause her to come up in a lower income household. You right. know what I mean? I. I just because I'm only 25 doesn't mean that my four-year-old daughter should not be in dance, should not be in karate, should not be doing all of the things that she wants to do. And, you know, us still be able to put food on the table. Right. So they're huge motivations for me, man. I've, I've worked two jobs most of my adult life. Right. Um, but yeah, man. No, that's awesome. And like one cool thing, 
Oh, I'm about to get emotional. Uh, one cool thing that I that I like the fact um, that like you are emotional about that is it's real. Right? Mm-hmm. Like some people get on, you know, are out there. You know, I'm not going to say you know I've had guests, but I've seen a lot of people talk about, oh, this is my why and this is my motivation. But like the, just being right here with you and feeling that emotion is huge. And you know, I don't really remember your fiance very much, but like you know, a lot of interactions because she mm-hmm. was, you know, we were like whatever, you know, five years apart or, or what are we at? I can't remember. Yeah, but like a, like you're in junior high, I'm in high school. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously I remember seeing her around because she's my, you know, she's all over the place and went to church there and she would shoot everything like that. But I mean, that that's huge, dude. And, and that really is a big motivator. Um, you know, I'm divorced and, you know, I, that was not my motivator. I will say that. And which is, which sucks to say, but that's just the truth. And so now realizing how much of an idiot I was, and I'm not saying like that was a good thing that was not my motivator, like it should have been, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I used to talk on stages and speak all over the place. Oh yeah, it was like my family, my family, my family, my family, my family. When it was just like, I just want a nice car. I want the Rolex. I want this. I want to go on vacation. I want this. I want this. I wanted the Instagram life and I got divorced. Yeah. And that was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my entire life. Um, but now have a fantastic relationship with my ex-wife and her husband, the greatest people in the world, and love them to death. Um, but it sucked. I mean, it, it was it was a big kick in the stomach of like what I really should have my priorities. Um, so that's really good that you have that at and and it seems like you've had that for a very long time and one of the best for your family when yeah. and and meant it right. Like a lot of people wouldn't do what you did. When, you know, going to legacy and selling all day long, which is a grind, right? Oh, yeah. a, a, a hell of a grind. And then having a, maybe an hour break before you got to go to the club yeah. and bounce. And that's a grind because it's just, I mean, you're bouncing for a reason. It's yeah. not because everybody's sitting there with, you know, a little glass of wine in their hand and, you know, pinky up. It's freaking wild clubs, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, and it was a wild club, yeah. man. It yeah. was a very wild, <laughs> yeah. a very wild club. Right, so, I mean, you're going through hell, but, and then, you know, having her being there for you really, really is awesome. So, shout out to her. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's, that's awesome. So, you know, talk about, like, you know, legacy and the things that, you know, you've been able to, you know, from, I guess from like beginning, like in a year, like how, like your life has kind of gone pretty wild in a year yeah. in mindset, not saying before, but like we, you know, we didn't talk, you know, before, but you know, now, um, and really even for probably the first nine months that you worked <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, with us, cause I was a little bit more disconnected, but now pretty much at the store almost every day. Yeah. Um, how has, like, what has legacy done for you or has it done anything or like wh- what's oh, life man. been since then? <laughs> yeah. Legacy, um, I owe a lot to Legacy RV, man. Yeah, because you, I mean, to get a little backstory, didn't mean to interrupt, but like last night, like we were talking on the couch at midnight, um, you know, it was a pretty powerful statement that you were saying about your life and, and what it means to you. Yeah, yeah, man, Leg- Legacy has taught me, man, the true meaning of being a good salesperson. You know, like before Legacy, I had thought that sales was, you know, being a good salesperson was finding the customer the right product at the right price. Like that's sales, you know. um, And anybody watching this, if you think that that is sales, um, then you are missing out on so much. Right. And and I say that because um, Troy, you know, Troy and his sons have taught me that 
being a good salesman, being a, a real salesman, is giving them the best experience in the history of ever. You know, like you think about when you go to buy a car, it's not necessarily like the most fun thing. Right. You know, the thought of like having that car is fun. The thought of, you know, driving that new car and, and going off the lot is fun. But the purchase process of it itself is not, you know, it's not something that's super fun. Right. So being able to take that process and make it something that is super fun, you know, I mean, like you see our reviews, like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, is, yeah, Legacy shout out number one rated uh, dealership in the state. Yep, number one in the state dealership. of Utah. Yeah, yeah RV uh, dealership yep. in the state. Yep, um, and so it's it's done a lot for me because um, just 2023, I had there there was more than three, but I had three customers specifically that stood out to me that changed my freaking life, man. Um, you know, from a guy named Dustin that his uh, wife had just passed away and I lost my mom in 2013, you know what I mean? So, right. um, and to be honest, it was like polar opposites what happened in my household versus what he's doing. Um, you know, his wife passed away and he decided that instead of, you know, basically checking out and, you know, because it it's, I can only imagine, man, losing your wife. Right. You know what, what the husband goes through. Um, but he decided he was going to flip it around and he bought a new trailer to make more memories with the kids than they'd ever had. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah, man. And, and his son, so crazy too, because he had one son that, the, that was the same age I was when I lost my mom and daughters. Um, and so he decided that they're going to make all these memories, you know, and... God, man, try not to keep crying the whole time, but I just, I pulled his, I pulled him, I pulled him aside and just let him know that he was my hero, man. Because um, after my mom passed away, my dad kind of just quit coming home. You know what I mean? So, wow. yeah, to see that, hey, that's not what has to happen you know, when a household loses mom, to see that, like, that could be a turning point that, hey, you know, your mom, you know, was an amazing mother. She raised you guys to be great, and I'm going to carry that on. Right. Was something that, like, blew me away. So um, I'm very, like we talked about last night, I'm very convicted. You know, I will make sure that if you're coming in to look at a trailer, and I have the right product for you that you will buy from us, period, point blank. And I will right. do it with the biggest heart because there's only one of two things that's gonna happen if you walk out of that door and you don't buy from us. You're gonna go down the street and you're gonna get a lesser product, you're gonna pay more, and you're not gonna get an experience. And then trailers are all hand-built, man. There's not right. a perfect one out there, you know what I mean? Right. As much as I wish I could tell you that we only sell perfect trailers, there's no such thing. All trailers have, you know, small issues. Um, so that being said, if you go down the street, I can't promise that that um, company is going to take care of you when those problems arise. At Legacy, man, right. <laughs> we're not just going to help you solve those problems. But, you know, and I was telling you this last night, I don't know how many times on my way home from work I've been with Troy and we've gone over to, you know, help somebody with a small issue on their trailer or show them, you know, they're like, hey, I don't remember this in my walkthrough. Go through and show them how to use it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
we got paid four months ago. You know what right. I mean? Like the, the average salesperson would say, here's a YouTube video, you know, or like honestly block your number because it's not their problem anymore. You know, right. maybe it's the service department's problem. Maybe it's the GM's problem, whatever it is, but it's taking real ownership over that sale. And that's why, I, that's one of the reasons I'm so convicted because like I said, that's one of the things that's gonna happen if they don't buy from us. Or two, and worst of all, is they're gonna walk out of those doors and they're just gonna kind of give up. Right. You know what I mean? They're not gonna upgrade. They're not gonna get their first trailer. They're not gonna make those memories. So while they're there, while I have an opportunity to influence them while they're in our dealership and show them, you know, the right thing to do, like I'm convicted, man. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it talks about like culture. I mean, this whole podcast is, you know, called Culture Camp. And, you know, culture is contagious and it's mm -hmm. the feeling. And, the, and the, which is, you know, which I used to say culture is only a feeling. You know, I've learned so much. There's a lot of process in culture and, and, but there is. I mean, and when you're talking about how you're taking care of your customers and what you're saying and the experience that you're giving them, and it's a process. Like, it's, it's how you say it. It's, it's like some people be like, oh, it's just a sales, like, like, no, we're here to help you. Like, mm -hmm. because we take it personal that if you do not buy from us, that we don't get the opportunity to see those smiles on your face for your family and someone else does. Like, we are jealous. Like, yeah, I don't want other people to, to get to experience that because we take it so personal because we believe in, you know, our tagline adventure without limits, but we sell fun and we, like, those are smiles and memories. Like, you have a trailer, you go with your family. Like, mm -hmm. we all are RVers and campers and we all like to go out and, and have a good time. And I honestly, like, totally you know talk about conviction like i'm convicted like there's no better family vacation no. because you're out there by the fire you're doing fun things you're fishing you're having a good time you're you know either four wheelers razor or you're at a campground just having a good time like best case scenario no cell service and you're just doing yeah, this exactly. stuff with the family yeah. and you're very engaged with the family and like there's just nothing better because you know you're you, you're like right there with everybody you know mm -hmm. at a resort with you know offense to resorts and you know, I'm a traveler, I like to go, but like you're just kind of there and you're paying more attention to other things than you're not you're as with. present. Right, yeah, yeah. right. I mean, camping is like forces you to be 100% present. It is therapy. And like, we think of it as therapy for some people. We think of it as keeping families together. We keep spouses together, memories of family. And when people are like, oh, you're just like salespeople or whatever. No, like we're here to help. Like we, mm -hmm. we generally, and that, that's the, the culture that we have. So. When you talk about culture, like what, what do you think, like what, what comes to mind when you think about culture? Culture, man. So um, culture is, I, I think of consistency because um, culture is not just a feeling. It's not just a mood. You know what I mean? It's not just doing something when, you know, this person's in the showroom or when the managers show up, a lot of people like, hurry, you know, the manager's here, let's hop on and act like we're doing something. Right. Culture is 100% consistency because it is, it's a heartbeat, man. It's, um, it's the way that, you know, a team, a real team moves and operates 100% right. of the time. You know what I mean? And, and that's where conviction comes from. That's where confidence comes from. Because if you have a good culture, that means that anybody above you or below you understands the goal. Right. You know, we all have the same end goal. Like our mission statement, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we hear, take people on outdoor adventures, you know, like that's, that's that is do. the goal, 100%. So to, to have a good culture is to have everybody on board. 
period. Right. You know, it's it's not, well, yeah, you guys try and do that, but we're trying to reach these numbers. You know what I mean? So just make sure you keep it in line. N no, we, we all have the same goal. You know what I mean? And then a good structure just provides hitting right. the right numbers. You know what I mean? And, right. and good training, of course. But yeah, man, that's, that's culture to me is being able to look my customer in the eyes or look anybody that works with me in the eyes and tell them, hey, this is what's gonna happen. This right. is how you're going to be taken care of and know in my heart that, you know, they're not gonna go talk to my manager and hear something completely different. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that consistency starts from the top down mm -hmm. and it really is one, the whole entire machine going in the same direction, just all in there for the same reasons. and. Like you said last night, like you do everything you can to help other people and make sure your manager's taking care of, making sure they're making money and yeah. service and every, and then like you making money is kind of a byproduct of making sure everybody else is taken care of. I mean, it's 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 really like I'm proud of you to say that because it, it like someone gets it right. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much more than just yourself. Yeah. Like we are we're a family. Like we we always you know one of our values is family. We talk about the Haugen family, and it really is like helping everybody else. If we screw something up and we do something bad, we're taking food off the table and the potential income for somebody else. But it's very rare for people to understand that or care. Yeah. They, might, they might say, okay, whatever. But you guys are so close at Legacy and so close and you know, so like bonded that, I mean, you got a book club, you, know, you guys got a, with a, a book club, you got sales training, you got sales training with, with a lot of self-development, mm -hmm. and then you include the other departments. Yeah. Generally in dealerships, the, the, there's a big divide between sales and service. It's this constant battle, yeah, yeah. Um, but going back and forth, and which you know, isn't always perfect at Legacy, but you guys do damn near perfect, man. I mean, yeah. it, but, it, but it starts with every single person you know, being there for the right reasons. Now, I want to ask, man, what is the self-development part and or, uh, what is the self-development part of Legacy you know, with Legacy done for you? Man, it's been huge because um, so, you know, obviously in your personal life, you're going to have things that don't go perfect. Right. You know what I mean? You might have this big, huge plan and then, you know, something falls out of place and it comes crumbling down. So the, the self-development part of Legacy has taught me that, um, you know, it's more than just about sales. Sales is not the only metric that you use to measure your success. In fact, it's more of a byproduct than it is a metric, you know what I mean? Um, the way that you measure your success is, you know, by whatever you consider to be true happiness. You know, so for me, like, um, that's being able to go home and go home with a completely different attitude than I, you know, used to jobs in the past to where I'm just, I'm fried. I've been, you know, maybe yelled at all day or whatever it is and be able to go home and take my daughter and my fiance a better, you know, me. Right. Like that is success to me is to be able to, you know, make a lot of money, make a shit ton of money. Um, and go home and win at being a dad and win at being a partner. Right, I love that. You know that. what I mean? So, you know, you might even go a day or two without a sale, but the environment, the culture is so good that, you know, when you go home, it's not like, ah, I didn't, yeah. you know, I blanked today or whatever, right. you know, it's, you're walking in that door and realizing that, okay, like, you know, here is my chance to win this. You right. know, like I still have a win out of today. 
it, it's not all about the money. It's not all about the sales. Like, are you gonna win at your personal life? You know, I'm, I'm not gonna fucking be outworked. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna get home, and, you know, even if I gotta sit in my car, and I think we've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. Even if I gotta pull in the driveway and woosa, yep. you know, for 15, 20 minutes, yep. whatever it is. Um, it, so that I can walk in that front door and start winning. Yep. It's, you know what I mean? That, so. That's when the game begins, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing, like a lot of people, so I used to live about 60 something miles, like 65 miles from the dealership. Like it was a long commute. And people was, how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, like I had a big dream and I had big goals, right? But it was awesome to be able to listen to books, listen to some podcasts, Back then, you know, I had, uh, like, we had CDs, and you throw a CD in there, some person, right? But you got to decompress and, like, work on yourself for a little bit before you went home. Now, obviously, I got divorced, so I might have been just listening to some, some house music, just fist pumping in my car. But it really gave me an opportunity to decompress, and, like, you know, you're about a half hour from the dealership, and, yeah. like, it, it, it is that time to, like, intentionally decompress but that's where the game begins. And yeah. Eric Thomas says it the best. Um, he, said, he, he says, are you a Clark Kent at home and a Superman at work? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was a, the biggest kick to my stomach I think I have ever felt in my life. Just kind of coasting by at home. Yeah, because he's, like, he's like, because your wife wants Superman. Your mm -hmm. kids want Superman. Why are you Superman with everybody else? And you come home and you just kind of Clark Kented and you're just like a normal, like just... Eh, just I'm punch not. the clock. Yeah, I mean, like a Andy said at one time, and that's why he's so intentionally, you know, in intentional with his wife is, you know, his wife literally sat him down and was like, how you are with your employees, I want that. Why can't I get that? And it's like, you know, like... Well, I don't know why. Right, yeah, and know. it's like, well, I guess you can, right? And it's just being intentional with, you know, with your time and with your family. And, you know, I could totally tell that you're a big family man. Now, we're down here in uh, Phoenix, and we just did a big Andy Elliott workout. Yeah. Um, you got the kind of, well, I don't know if we got to formally introduce you to him, but we will tonight at this party. Um, but it was crazy, man. We, and you're a big dude. Like, you're a bodybuilder and a big dude. Mm -hmm. um, we ran, like, three miles up and down a hill. <laughs> they said it was less than two. It was more than three. I'm not going to say Andy lied to us, but he pulled a Brian Benstock on us. Um, but... Dude, like, what did today do for you? I mean, I know it did a ton for Troy, which I've never seen Troy work so hard in my entire life, but, like, we don't normally go run. I mean, I'm not a runner. I know, I mean, I'm assuming that you're not, you know, running three, four miles no, a day. No, Especially up a hill. But I'll say, man, I watched you sprint that last, what, was a couple hundred feet? Mm hmm And I'm not even lying to you. You look like a freaking 400-pound linebacker, solid muscle, about to blow through this <laughs> F-150 that was in your way. Like, I was scared for my line. I didn't know it was you. Uh -huh. I just, because you didn't have your hat on, you didn't have your shirt on, right. just this big thing of muscle coming at everybody. And I'm like, dude, you better slow down or else you're going to just start wrecking people, like a wrecking ball going through the crowd. Like, what did today do for you? How has it been down, you know, here meeting, you know, the, the everybody at the Elliott crew, but then just doing, like, this is just the beginning. I, I don't know if anybody, uh, any other conference that you, like, have to go, we don't have to, but, like, you go work out before, mm -hmm. and like he said, like, you do, we're, we start with the hard stuff, and then we do the conference. Yeah, yeah, first of all, shout out to the whole Elliott crew. Those guys are, are amazing, and if um, Andy Elliott is somebody that comes off as, like, a little bit intense to you, 
or maybe like the twins, mm -hmm. you know, come off like a little intense and you're like, man, they're, they're just intense in front of the camera. Those guys are a hundred percent themselves 100% of the time. Right. Um, like even last night we were, we were at this place called Putt Shack. Yeah. We're putting. Yeah, and putting. It was, it was a competition and crazy and they're like, are you ready to putt? And we're yeah. like, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'm just gonna <laughs> gently hit the ball. Right. Um, so, so today, the, the biggest thing, one of the coolest things, if you, anybody ever has a chance to go to an Elliott um, training, is it is a brotherhood. You know what I mean? Um, it is all people that think like you think, that move like you move, um, that want more, and that, like, like I said, I won't be outworked. Everybody else had that same mentality. Even Troy had it. Right. Um, and it was cool to see, you know, dude, I mean, you get done with a run like that, and then you're coming down and you're doing push-ups on the asphalt. We did sit-ups. Um, split squats, air squats, all sorts of, you know, just high intensity movements. Um, and to look over and this motherfucker is right there, you know, and he's burnt, man. Mm -hmm. And him still pushing out another one. It's the complete opposite of, you know, the person that's like, oh, nobody's looking. You know, I know I said I was gonna do four sets of 20 or whatever at the gym today, but I'm just not feeling it, you know, and cutting themselves short. Um, it was a complete opposite of that. It was everybody was doing everything that they could, whether or not they could meet the goals of the workout. It was, well, shit, dude, I got another two left in me. The, you know, the concrete's gonna get right. another two. You know what I mean? So it was it was super cool to see a real brotherhood of that many people. Dude, there's like a couple hundred people there. Right. You know what I mean? It was packed. So to see that many people form together and create a brotherhood, because like you said, I don't run. I don't know if I right. look like a, a freaking well, I don't run. do like anything like we did today. Yeah, none of it, none of it. And, and I've been doing CrossFit a little bit, so I was a little accustomed to some of the workout parts. But um, that running man, like the, the most cardio I do is freaking walking down to the 150s on the dumbbell rack right. and walking back. Like that's cardio right there. Right. You know what I mean? So it, whether or not that was actually two miles, like Andy said, I, mean, no, I, I literally, I mapped it. Oh, did you? It was 1.76 <laughs> miles to the end and back. Yeah. So up a hill, 1.6 miles up, 1.6 miles down. Yeah. So over three miles and it was a steep grade. Yes, it was. Yeah, man. Um, and there was times where I was pretty burnt out, man. I'm wearing freaking um, blazers, baby. Yeah, I'm wearing blazers. Um, and because I, you know, stupid, stupid thought, but I didn't think we were going to be running. I, you know, I wear these for CrossFit exercises and they do pretty good but my ankles were on fire, my calves were on fire, my shins were screaming at me to stop. So there was times throughout that run where I was slowing down and it was people that I'd never met before that, come on big dog, you know, like we're running this, you right. know, and they're freaking dripping sweat. They were hurting too. And for them to come up and, you know, like prove that brotherhood, not just say, yeah, man, we're a brotherhood, but right. like stick with you and, uh, and see it through was unreal man there like i've got four or five friends from there you know that we all got each other on social and and stuff like that um and so it was just it was cool to see a real brotherhood and then the other cool thing was andy elliott getting up on stage 
And just like you said, man, like he is extremely intentional with everything that he does. Right. He says, I will be a better husband than you. I will make more money than you. I will, you know, he, he has these promises, you know, he has a promise to his team that, you know, you won't outgrow me because every day I'm working just as hard as you are to continue to self-develop. Right. And the dude's last W2 when he was selling cars was $700,000. You know right. what I mean? Like, so you can only imagine the amount of self-development that Andy Elliott's done over the last 10 years. Right. You know, probably tenfold whatever, you know, a top sales rep at any other dealership does. So, you know, here we are however many years later and he's still... I will over self-develop you. Um, I, my team will get a new Andy every single day. My wife will get a new Andy every single day. My kids will get a new Andy every single day because he's constantly working on growing on his, you know, relationship life, on being a father and on um, being a leader. Right. So that was cool for me, man. Yeah, there's so many life lessons there. I mean, it's just, he, I mean, living so intentional is very rare where everything is intentional. And definitely hanging out with these guys and, and, and then getting my, like definitely my, my baggage that I had with me, and we won't get it, you know, get in the details of what that was, but ever since that, bags, that baggage exited a couple months ago, and then I've really got to focus on the things that I believe that matter, and the matter in my life and myself and the company and like what I wanna do and like what I've always dreamed of the company becoming um, and being intentional has definitely changed, you know, the game for, for myself, and I think a lot of us. So it's been it's been wild. Last thing I want to ask you, man, is what does success mean to you? That's actually pretty easy for me. Um, it it all gets summed up in one word, and it's freedom. Success is freedom. Success is, you know, like if me and Jasmine want to go on a cruise tomorrow. Guess what? We're on our phone right now booking that cruise. If right, you know, if I want to leave for the rest of the day and you know go spend time with my girls i'm leaving for the rest of the day you know um right success is freedom man um so you know and that's another thing that i've been able to you know thank legacy rv center for because um like that's part of having a good team man is right. we call it cover and move you know if somebody needs to go take care of some family stuff Guess what, bro? We got a team of killers. You know, right. we got it. We have the doghouse. Right. You know what I mean? So we cover and move. Um, you know, so that's that success to me is freedom. Um, and yeah, man, I, I guess that that would really. No, I love it. And me. that's a really important one. I believe, you know, I have a lot of feelings, you know, mutual. I mean, ultimate freedom is mm -hmm. is the greatest feeling in the world. Um, so I love that. Yeah. Gage, I appreciate you, brother. I just want to say, man, I'm, I'm super, super proud of you. You're the most amazing dude I've met. Um, I love even getting to know more um, you know, about you and like getting more of a bond and more mm -hmm. of a brotherhood together with, what, what, um, with just being down here in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, really glad that you came. Me too. Um, I just want to say I appreciate you. I mean, you eat everything we do up, and it really means the world to me because it means... Honestly, like it fills my cup up because it feels like I'm doing something that matters. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to just sell RVs. I want to do something that matters. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's like seeing you guys happy, seeing you guys have success, seeing the kids, seeing the new car in your driveway when you came pick you up. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, that's what it's about, <laughs> right? Because like that's 
like getting to experience like you've never been to Phoenix before. Yeah. You know, and I didn't even know until we got here and I'm like, what? Yeah, Dude, like, never okay, been. man, let's go do some fun. Like, you know, let's like, that's what that's what life is about. Yeah. And and so just thank you for allowing me to to be able to do that. And so I love you, man. I really, really do man, appreciate you. Thank you so much for this weekend. Like I I can't even tell you what this means to me. So yeah. I love you, man. You. If you like this episode, please share it. Please like it. Hit me up on YouTube. We got all of our Haugen RV socials. Hit me up on Instagram at Jason Haugen. And go follow my man Gage. Uh, he is all over Facebook. Uh, he's gonna, we're gonna work on his Instagram, but uh, no, he's all over <laughs> Facebook. Um, at Gage Picard, and uh, it's P-I-C-A-R-D. It'll be in the description. I love you guys, and we'll see you on the next episode of Culture Camp.